0: It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. Fired up today, man, because today our podcast doesn't have a single guest on it. We're going to pick each other's brain, which you know, it was more difficult for uh, for Kevin to find mine than it is for me to pick his if you know what i'm saying it sounds weird um but yeah man fired up today man talking projects buddy yeah but well, you know picking through mine's like kind
1: of digging through a junk drawer you know you're like where is that rubber band <laughs> where is that i can't find nothing in here it's a junk mess door of
0: a trampoline <laughs> 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 um but man you, you know i see in the background i wish people could see this podcast right now you got a really cool little project you're working on right there which is uh which is cool i'm sure we're going to talk about it at some point in a podcast but you know coming out of winter man winter in detroit they could be ugly you got a uh cool projects you're getting excited about you're looking forward to working on or is is it all hands on deck on that mustang you got there
1: man you know i got my fingers everywhere because just like you said you know and and detroit we've got these long winters and so you got to winterize just about everything you know it's right. sitting for a long while so you know we're talking about you know, everything you put in the fuel to keep it from going bad putting everything on the chargers draining all the cooling out so you don't freeze in the block you know just blah 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 so you know, first step uh in, in one of the fingers, the tentacles, uh, tendrils that are you know on my list here is uh, start thinking about all the fun stuff I'm about to have here when the snow thaws. <laughs> <laughs> how about you, man? How much how much stuff do you got kind of socked away? Because you guys had a ton of snow there in Denver this year, so I well, imagine it, everything's been sitting for a while.
0: For me, man, my shop is always fairly busy, and it's always easy because I have cars, so many cars inside to to pull one over to the to the workroom my shop's laid out if you guys you know are are visually thinking about it um i got a big showroom kind of in my shop and then in order to get a car over to the work area you kind of pull it out of the garage and at the end of my garage are a couple big bays with lifts in it so i pull them in there tear them apart and work on them so you know i can pull something out of my what i call the showroom uh which holds you know i got probably 10 15 cars in there man they're uh, in different phases of getting worked on but I got a couple projects that I, I like to tinker on and for me it's more or less about I finish up cars for Christmas um, for people that don't know I give I give a lot of cars to needy families so me and several of my friends are using my shop um, from about August September, uh, all the way through fall and and most part most years into December and, and January. So matter of fact, this year I'm I'm just wrapping up, still doing a few cars that I got late and giving those away. So finally, I could sort of exit my cars for Christmas and bring some of my projects back into my shop, play with, work on, uh, because I've devoted you know several months now to getting getting cars ready for other people. Now it's getting cars ready for Willy people.
1: <laughs> yeah. So what's on the Willy people list, man? What What's been kind of on the back burner because, you know, Cars for Christmas takes a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of space. So, you know, now that that's turning the corner, what's on the Willie B list, right?
0: Oof, man. Um, dude, I got a couple cool projects I'm kind of trying to get done. And, you know what I mean? I, I like to buy parts. So I, I do probably things a little bit different because I have a number of cars. And I'm tinkering on a bunch of them probably at the same time. Uh, it's just when I'm able to find or resource parts. Um, that I've been looking for I'll bring a car in uh, Play with it a little bit Work it on a little bit uh, And if I run out of parts Or money um, Or something else is, You know Is needing a, sh- a shop time I'll, I'll pull it in So I've got Four or five projects That uh, I'm I looking forward To catching up on And finishing this year uh, One of which actually There's a couple i have actually Hoping to get on the show So maybe one day We can show off Some of our projects uh, I got an anti-bandit You'll appreciate this Everybody I feel like understands knows what a a smoky to bandit trans am looks like everybody's seen it everybody knows it burt reynolds big mustache everybody's got a black one blah blah blah, fire blah, blah. Chicken. you see him everywhere you see him everywhere the fire um Yep. Yeah. so i went kind of the opposite route i looked for a kind of an anti-bandit trans am um and i found this what this one actually not too far from where i live in really nice shape um so i i scored that car um i got an ls just sitting in it i've done Hotchkiss uh, performance, you know, suspension upgrades to it. Um, we have got a four L eighty in it. So it's uh it's a pretty good banger man, but I just gotta finish it up and button it up. I'm not done anything to 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 get that car finished. Just when I had time, stick it in there, you know, put it up in the upper barn and when I can work on it again, I'll work on it. So I wanna pull that thing down. I've got a, a really cool nineteen eighty blazer. You know those old school blazers are really Dude, they've just blown up in value. And I was able to find a really nice one and get my hands on fairly inexpensive. So I, I look forward to looking at that truck and, and seeing what I could do with that this, uh, this year. And then, uh, you know, for me, man, I'm a big Mopar guy. So I got a couple Mopars that I've been waiting and harvesting parts from. And thank God for me. Um, I gotta th- we got to take a break right now. But I got an engine, bro, that you will not believe. I got, a, Ooh, I got such I a righteous. I, I woo,
1: think I know, but man. I don't think anybody else knows. So
0: No. You're just going to have no. to hang on
1: for a second for this one.
0: Yeah, man. And, I've and gotta, you
1: should. I'm going to tell you right now, you should hang on for just a minute. We'll be back in a minute to talk about this bad boy.
0: Yeah, man. It's uh, it's nasty, McNasty. So I'll tell you about that and what is going in Mopar style in just a minute. It's a Two Guys Garage podcast. He's Kevin Bird. I'm Willie B. And we'll see you right after the break. This is Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. Fired up, man. Appreciate your time. Thanks for joining the podcast. We're talking about some projects that Kevin and I are working on now. You guys should know, man. It's weird because not too long ago I had a house fire. So for me, the last couple years have been really, really unique. You know, you you had kids, man, and tell me, kids for whatever reason, I can't believe it, but man, they sure do take a lot of time from the garage. I'm like, wow, (laughs) that's what the garage looks like. It's a black hole. (laughs) Right. Time and space
1: get warped. Everything gets sucked into it. Like your days are over like this, all those little sneaky hours here and there. We can go bang on stuff. They're gone. Yeah. (laughs) It's worth Uh, it. It's worth it. But they're gone. So, yeah, our kids are getting a little bit older. We're getting into the routine. So now it's getting back into the groove of, uh, you know, because we're we're cars all day long. You know, every every waking moment. Uh, We've got our shows. We've got our day jobs. Uh, But it's always about finding our time. You know, and what yeah. we want to do for ourselves. Uh, so Willie's talking about a couple of his rides and a Mopar that's got a
0: wicked little motor. It's uh, just calling for
1: Kimmy, put it man. in, put it
0: in. So man, I I've you know me, I'm a big Dodge Charger b Body you know type fan. I've had a lot of Chargers, man. I've I've held on the majority of them, sold a few, but I've had this 1970 Charger 500. It's really, really dark purple. You'd almost think it's black when you look at it, you know, from a distance. So it's a really... I didn't paint it that color, just FYI. I found it that color. And it was a really cool find because this guy had been divorced. He'd moved like three times. He lost everything for this car. And he calls me one time, and he says, Willie, I hear you're big into, you know, second-gen chargers. And I'm like, I love them. And he's like, I got a 70, but it's missing everything. And I said, what do you mean it's missing everything? And he says... Well, I moved, you know, I got divorced. I moved like three times. I just lost a lot of stuff for it, sold it. But it's, you know, it's a nice car. It's got the original engine in it. It's a true Charger 500. He just didn't have any glass, side markers, interior, console, just, you know, front bumper, headlight assembly, just all that stuff that finishes a build, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, guess who did have that? (laughs) Me. Yours truly. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, uh, I have five, six, seven, I had like nine chargers. So for me, I was like, dude, I'll gladly come up and look at that car um, and make an offer on it. So I looked at the car and it was really clean. Um, Again, I wasn't a big fan of the the color necessarily, but I found ways to make that a little more appealing. I put a really cool silver stripe on it, on the back, that bumblebee stripe. Um, Did some silver accents on it. Uh, Finished up clear coat, put another coat of clear coat on it so it looks, it pops now. But that car is just a 70 Charger 500 it's bone stock. It's got a 33 in it. And it never was fun to drive because old school big blocks by today's standards are slow, man. <laughs> they are creeping. 6 cylinders will mop that car up on a daily. So I never drove it. I've never like I've I finished the car. I put an interior, glass, side markers, um all the front, you know, bumper assembly, headlights. Um, and just finished the car, but I never really drove it because it just wasn't fun for me to drive Because it's so slow and its handles kind of mushy and whatever However, a few years ago when I began that wide body project, which we talked about before I started the project with uh, some Raleigh Motorsports stuff uh, That altercation kit, which was really robust and adequate and great suspension wise um, I'd ordered that for a for a second gen charger, um, but I had it underneath my first gen charger, which they're the same uh, measurement-wise, you can't, you know, so it really didn't matter. But when I got heights involved with the wide body, I saved the Rally Motorsports altercation. Uh, and I can't wait because finally this engine has shown up. This engine is straight, it's what nightmares are made out of, man. It's a gen three Hemi, but this engine is It is awesome. So you guys try to wrap your head around, not only is it supercharged. Not one. Not one
1: supercharger.
0: But two superchargers. Two bottles of nitrous. (laughs) Two superchargers. Yeah, man. It's it's a wild ride. uh, Yeah, so give
1: them them the layout. So type of superchargers, how big, what kind of power, because that's where my head's going
0: yeah man it's a gen 3 hemi it's 426 cubic inches Mm -hmm. um it's uh it's really the architecture came from Arrington performance uh mike who we had on the podcast several times uh if you guys recall several years ago i built one on the show well mike needed that engine so i let him take it and sell it because they were doing all that stuff in saudi arabia so we just agreed that when the time was right i'd get another engine from him so the time was right so i scored this gen 3 hemi Dual Torque Storm Pro Chargers. So, you guys are familiar with the, you know, all the superchargers that sit on top of the intake. Well, imagine two centrifugals sitting side by side just out there in space, right? You got two of them. You got all your front Fiat systems all still engaged and playing. You got AC. You got your alternator power steering. Everything's there, but out to the side and just up perfectly high enough where it fits in. Man, two Torque Storm uh, superchargers. This thing on a Dino bird, you're gonna like this number because it's right around your wheelhouse. This thing makes 13 Hundo and it's crazy drivable. So it's it's one of those setups that man, you get a real nice torque curve, you get big, big, big power, high RPM stuff, and man. It is. It's a screamer. It's about thirteen, you know, 50, 13, you know, sixty in that that ballpark. And it's man, it's drivable. It's super friendly to drive.
1: Man, I'm really glad you didn't build that combo. Uh, in our little, it wasn't really a battle. <laughs> but you know, when you get two dudes building stuff, and it's right. like, well, man, yeah. mine spins to eight thousand two hundred RPM. What's yours? No, no,
0: man, it was a battle. You won. You won. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a it's a it's a bold statement in that car and that setup. Uh, so, I plan on doing that Riley Motorsports setup in it. Plan on putting that, that nasty uh, 1300 Gen 3 Hemi. I'm going to do, you know, we like the manuals, but I'm going to do an automatic behind this, man. I'm going to do a six speed automatic and, and make this thing fairly fast, resto mod it, um, make it something that I could be, you know, uh, proud and, and have a lot of fun in when I drive it. Giddy up, man. Giddy up. That, that's going to be a bad little beast right there, man.
1: 1300 yeah. plus. Whew. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of folks that would want to own that much power. I don't know how many are really worthy, you know, <laughs> with a number of Mustangs and Hellcats you see in the ditches. Yeah, yeah, man. But uh, I, can, I can vouch that Willie is more than appropriate for 1300 <laughs> and could probably add another 1300 on top of that and still, you know, wheel that yeah. bitch wherever it needs to
0: go. Yeah, man, I, I'm i looking forward to getting that. I've never had a, so most of my Gen 2 chargers, like my street car that I go and, you know, do a lot of 8th mile and, and just cruising in, it's, you know, it's old school, bro. It's one of those setups where, yeah, it's really cool. It's a 542 cubic inch, indie headed big block with nitrous on it. It sounds ferocious. It's got the old school fast and furious look on it, big hood scoop and stuff. But, you know, as as far as tearing that thing up on a country road, it'd be terrible. You know, it'd be awful. It's mushy and, you know, it's got all those discomforts and things that you don't like, uh, but you tolerate because it's an old school hot rod with ungodly power. So in that, in that manner, it's fun. But having this in a car that's complete, full interior, big brakes, some really nice suspension, you know, and, and, and that type of setup, I, I'm really excited about what this thing's going to feel like to, to push around town and to drive, man. I'm excited to get in it, get it done. Well, that's an
1: all-around car, right? I mean, it's got all the power to just pretty much stomp about anybody you're going to meet on the road, right? Yeah. Uh, but it's got, you know, all the creature comforts that you need, uh, you know, to go on road trips, cruises, events, uh,
0: you name it, man. That, that's a fun all-around ride. Yeah, yeah. And it'd be able to stop, be able to handle corner, be able to, um, you know, be on par with today's cars, um, but be able to, you know, put bus links on them. So I'm really excited about that. I'm I'm looking to get towards that towards the end of summer. I got to finish up some of these half projects I got laying around, Uh, but I'm really excited to get into that uh, and dive into that head first, because that's going to be a righteous ride when it's done. Nice. Nice. All right. I got a quick,
1: I got a quick little story from this week and then maybe we will take a break and come back and. Talk about some of the projects I got brewing myself. So, um, you know, I've got a 65 Fastback. It's behind me. And uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. This one's going to be nasty. It's going to be a five-year plus type build because I'm going to move everything. I'm going to build everything almost from scratch. It's going to be a roof. And yeah, that's probably all I'm going to (laughs) keep. Everything else is probably going to be, you know, everything else is probably going to be cut apart and hand-formed sheet metal uh, because it's going to be nasty. So we'll talk about that one. I've got a 65-notchback <laughs> that I just picked up along the way. It's a six-cylinder car. I'm going to gut it, you know, and do some to- type of, you know, hot rod cruiser. Kind of like what you're talking about. Maybe not 1300 and in- that one, uh, but just something you can get in and just go have some fun, right? 65-notchback. They're not worth a ton of money, but, you know, super desirable, super fun. Uh, but I've always been a fan of not only the early 65-66 fastbacks, but the 69 '70. And, uh, you know, I just happened to be on Facebook Market the other day and I saw one. Uh, and I'm looking at the pictures and it was only a couple pictures. Like, literally, the whole thing was blown apart um, and it was in a little um, shipping container, you know, with parts Did and you stuff. Buy all over the place. Did you uh, well, buy another Mustang? Did you buy another Mustang? Let me tell you, let me tell you. <laughs> and it was a 70 fastback, right? And uh, I'm looking at the thing and I'm like, wow, this is cheap, you know, but man, it's been out for five days. So I pinged him. I'm like, hey, you have a buyer you know I'll buy the thing for the price they had like a couple of grand and I'm not registered I'm like something ain't right you know it's a scam or whatever but you know I'm getting good feedback you know she gives me a couple more pictures um and I'm like all right she's already got people on I'm like all right I'll double it you know I'll double a couple of grand whoop de doo for a fastback and we're we're getting ready to lock in everything and I mentioned man I've been super excited about getting a fastback she's like um it's not a fastback. I don't know what I was thinking, uh, but you know, I couldn't see that the pictures were so horrible in the, the back oh, picture. no. Because it was just little shots of where you would look for rust or, you know, here's a fender over here on the ground um, and the trunk was open. So you couldn't see the back of the car. It was just a coupe. You know, oh. and I was like loading up the trailer. Oh. I'm like, I'm driving down to Ohio. I'm picking up a fastback for a couple of grand and it's like catching the big fish, you know, and you're wheeling in. You're like, oh, this is going to be awesome. And it's a catfish, you know, a saltwater right, catfish. Right? A turtle. You know? Yeah, a turtle, <laughs> a stingray. You're like, oh, right. dang. <laughs> so I don't have a 70 fastback or 69 fastback in my life. But my 65, we'll
0: talk about that one right after this break uh-huh because it's gonna be nasty i'm amazed you said five years man because for me it took me 10 it took me double that to do my wide body charger man and you inspired it with your bmw so yeah man we'll we'll chat about that too i like so, to lie
1: to myself because if i told myself <laughs> the truth i wouldn't do it
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a two guys garage podcast back in just a minute kevin bird Willie B. be we'll see you after the break <laughs> It is the Two Guys Rides Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. And we're talking some of our own projects. And it, it's funny, man, because Kevin has not only been a great partner on the TV show, man, but for a hot rodder, for a guy like me, um, he's been, a, you know, I, I don't make any bones about it. He's been a great inspiration. When I first met this guy, I saw his BMW and I was so inspired. I was like, wow, that is epic. That's cool. And um, I never forget. I was like, I bought a, a charger, that 66 Charger. Out of washington state and i told everybody i was going to do a wide body kit on everybody's like uh don't do a wide body kit on that (laughs) do it on the second gen charger because those are referred to as slapper cars like they just slap the real vertical side on it so i was like no no that's the only way i could learn uh and kevin was really the inspiration because of his bmw uh, which i just was blown away by so the fact that you're you know, you're tackling this, uh, this Mustang and going to do it wide body. Man, I can't wait, dude, because this is going to be so sick and nasty. Because when Kevin goes in, man, he goes in full steam, you guys, like full steam. And he does it, he does it in wild ways, man. He's all about it. So excited for you to talk about your
1: 6.5. Well, give us some credit real quick because you said wide body kit, you didn't do a kit. You cut and slashed and yeah, yeah. chopped and, I mean, you built this thing, metal moving everywhere. It's, it's awesome. You guys, yeah, you got to check it out, man. It's sick, 66. It's badass. Um, and, and, yeah, I mean, a lot of guys, um, you know, pick up a cool car, do some upgrades to it, enjoy it, and and I wish I could do that. <laughs> I, I, t- I tend to, like, hyper-focus, like, All right, what do I want to build? I want to build something crazy. I want to build something, like... I want to push myself. I want to. I want to dive into somewhere I'm not sure I can swim and keep my head above water. I'm gonna see if I can drown and 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 somehow get out of it. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. the whole um, challenge, Survivor baby. Man. Yeah, yeah, it's the Survivor Man. So the BMW was a challenge because back then, you know, swaps weren't hardly a thing, especially LS swaps. And and uh, you know, I cut up all four corners of that BMW, hand formed all the fenders and quarters, and shoved this you know decent sized motor in a tiny little car. Anyway fast forward, uh, I'm ready to step it up. So that was a 510 horsepower, 2,800 pound, 2,900 pound road racer, but it's a gentleman's race car. It's got all the finishing touches. It's beautiful. This one is just going to be nasty. So 65 fastback, they're real narrow cars, right? And 65, six, uh, they're real narrow 67, eight. They got a couple inches wider 69, 70. They got even wider. So Real narrow little car, but that means it's light, it's compact, could be an awesome road racer with a little bit of track width. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really kind of, I'm, I'm circling the wagons to make sure, you know, the end product is going to be awesome. Because, yeah, when you put five, ten years into something, better be cool on the other end. Uh, so, I'm really sizing up c C6 platform. And if you've ever been around a Corvette, man, they are wide. And I don't want to get just a base... Narrow body, you know, I want to do monster size tires. I want this thing to grip. Uh, so, big tires means a really wide stance on a very narrow car. And, yeah, you can put a fender off a trailer on the side of that thing and call it done. <laughs> right. But it's just going to look stupid. Yeah. Or you can just slap on some huge uh, flare on it. But, you know, that drastic a difference. So, I'm really going to have to start putting some Coke bottle shape into it. Uh, And then maybe kind of blend in some flair, really change the whole side dynamic without ruining the body lines. And so that's, that's going to be the trick. So we'll, uh, we'll keep you guys updated on, on how this is going. I got a friend doing some really great 3D rendering right now. Yeah. Uh, Because, you know, you can, you can look at something in 2D and you can sketch something out, Um, but the proportions on this are so close to falling off the cliff that doing it in 3D and really kind of going, oh, oh that's too much. I might have to do a different, you know, uh, front and rear clip,
0: a little yeah, bit yeah. less track width. Uh, but I'm I'm trying to push that limit, so that that one's gonna be cool. It's just so interesting, man, how you go about it because I, you know, I'd never tackled anything like that. So for me, when I was doing the wide body on the Charger, it was such a cool learning curve. But I just I did what seemed natural and, and right, and then the way you, you've you done yours and the way you set it up, and all, and it, it's like the perfect engineer way. And what I thought was pretty proud of, something I'm proud of, is how synonymous our techniques were, albeit much different in, in how we approached it. Like I, I only had a vision in my head. I didn't get a rendering until really late in the project, but I really stuck with this vision in my head. And like, like you have, you move it out to a certain point and I continue to move it and then you, you bring it back. You go too far and, and then come back. So you find that, you know, whether it's height, wheel stance, width, um, how you want the car to look. Um, it, it's really cool how you've gone about uh, approaching it, tackling it, getting all your parts, making sure that end product is going to be um, righteous for you and what you're going to use it for. So it's been cool to watch you go through these steps and I can't wait for you to start, you know, showing me, hey, look at this. I moved this fender this far and did this and next I'm going to move this door Then I'll put this wheel here and I'm going to put these vents here and um, it's cool, man. I'm, I'm excited for you to get excited about it because I know what it means for you.
1: Yeah. The first step is proportions. You know, am am I out of the box? And, you know, you talk about uh, different techniques. You know, if you're cruising around your town, uh, you don't need a map, right? You know, the neighborhoods, you can kind of find your way around. Maybe it's a new section, but you get back to the main highway. You know, you get far enough off the reservation and, you know, having some kind of a map, a roadmap, you know, a plan uh, probably helps, right? (laughs) Yeah. So, and that's kind of where I'm getting. I'm getting... Just enough off the reservation where you can't look at the car and go, well, how would that look an inch lower?
0: Probably pretty good. You know, like <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I'm slamming down almost to the ground, you know, like I'm going to do hydraulic lift so I can get up over curbs. So my whole ride height is, is on the ground. My width is beyond proportions. Can I pull it together? So that's, that's kind of a little tippy-toeing and uh, like I said, circling the wagons. But, you know, it's exciting. We'll show you guys and, uh, you know, I'll put it on some of my social too. Um, the guy that's doing my, my renderings, especially in the 3d, he is so rockin' badass.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And
1: it's going to be fun to get just the basics down and then start playing around with all the design features, you know, really all that little pop and things that are cool That'll take me, you know, 10 or 15 years to go out and make them all. But. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: um, but it's going to be a really cool uh, project. I think, uh, I think we'll see this thing come to fruition uh, inside five years. I, I'm sure when you, when you get rolling on it, man, you're going to be unstoppable because that's the type of person you are. So excited to uh, hopefully maybe have that or even your other Mustang in on the show. Uh, we don't do a lot of our our sh- For example, we don't bring a lot of our cars down to the show like a lot of people on shows do. Um, Number one, the the travel. You know, Kev lives in Detroit. I live in Colorado. So getting cars, you know, down to Florida where we shoot the show is – sometimes difficult and tasking, but at the same time, when we do, man, we, uh, we try to make it a really cool episode and do something really cool, and uh, I'm only imagining what we could do with that car, uh, given a, a little leeway. Uh, that's going to be fun, man. I, I hope I get to touch it at one point and put something on it, um, just to say uh, <laughs> I, I, got, I got to do that. So it, I'm excited to see what your end products going to be, and just judging by these 3D models, it's going to be everything you describe it as.
1: Yeah, I hope so. You know, and if, if nothing else, I just have to change a little bit of, uh, you know, instead of getting some donor vet, you know, I might have to spend a little bit more money because there's a lot of chassis builders out there that can build to spec and they'll they'll make sure all the geometry stays right. They can scale track width and, you know, the rack and pinion so it all matches so your bump steer is not going to crap. Uh, it just, mm-hmm. you know, cost me a little bit more money, take a little bit more time to get, but uh, one way or another, we're going to dial this thing in. It's going to be awesome.
0: Now, you... Do you ever check out you know speaking of chassis do you ever check out the um like you go to Art Morrison you know website and see their chassis. They have a lot of these um, builder builder type chassis where you can get a a full chassis. You give them you know your your wheel width and and wheel base what you're you're trying to shoot at, and they'll send you. Basically, just the sticks and the steel that welded it all together. Do you ever thought about going that route and building your own Art Morrison chassis like that? Or are you pretty solid and feel like you'll be able to do that with these Corvette pieces you're harvesting?
1: No, that's definitely a way to go, right? I mean, if we think about hot rodding, uh, you know, our first go-to is, you know, what can I get kind of salvage yard? Or what can I get that's really great stuff, you know, like, you know, LS powertrain out of the salvage yard, you know, to start from mm-hmm. or build from. Uh, so C6 just has a great platform. And if you look at a lot of these builders, Art Morrison, Roadster Shop, et cetera, they're really leveraging off of a lot of C6 stuff or rear end on some of these are, you know, late model Camaro, multi Uh So they've, they've taken the basic designs and then they scale them to your sizes, you know, track width wise. Right, right. And then of course, you know, adding some frame rails front to back to give you, you know, a roller or the pieces. So absolutely. That's my, my, my backup plan. If I can't, work around the fixed width and geometry of a a c6 um and i like it because a lot of the oe stuff you know it's some of it's really good really developed lightweight you know a lot of engineering and testing behind it um but some of these aftermarket chassis um or front and rears or kits are pretty uh pretty awesome too for what they deliver so that's definitely the backup plan
0: um two questions are you going to have ABS on it? Of course you are. Are you going to have traction control on it and how are you plan on accomplishing that?
1: Uh huh. Uh huh. Yes, sir. <laughs> so I didn't mention the motor because that's going to help at least with one of those things. So uh, we built the 5.2 that we talked about, uh, both building up a motor and you got your your Hemi that's evolved yes, from yes. what we built on the show <laughs> to this 1300 plus. Uh, so I built a 5.2, right? It's off of the GT500 uh, platform. We put the Instead of the flat plane, we put a cross plane in it just to make it more beefy, Um, put the blower on it. You know, E85, it made uh, almost 1,100 horsepower. So that's gonna be in the front. You know, and if I stick with the vet, I'm gonna convert from, you know, having a Ford motor, but it'll have a torque tube, transaxle, the whole rear end on it. Uh, But I got an AEM controller to run the motor and that should be able to do traction control. So I'll just tap into the wheel sensors, wheel speed sensors. So I should be able to do traction control fairly straightforward there, which is cool. And then we've been talking to um, Terry Fair, Borschlag Motorsports, super well-known out there in the industry for everything fast and all the cool platforms. And he is really starting to pull together great options in the same hot rod mentality, salvage yard, you know, what vehicle systems seem to be adaptable to others, Uh, fairly easy. So ABS for sure. And again, tap into those, uh, wheel speed sensors, man. So it should be a wicked little beast. I'm going to keep it raw. So it's going to have the ABS going to have traction control, uh, you know, the fuel injection, all that's super drivable. Um, but unlike the BMW where everything's finished perfectly, uh, I want it to be, uh, just a little bit raw, just a little bit race car, a little bit
0: nasty. Yeah, yeah. No, I know what you mean, man. I, I, I didn't tell you guys about another project I got that I piddle on every once in a while. I picked up a 60 Bel Air uh, about a year and a half ago, and uh, it was in the dirt. I, I picked it up in an estate sale, an auction, and it was just sitting in the dirt on the on the rails. So I was like, man, I, I scored the car for nothing. It had a little bit of rust in it, but I fixed It's white. So imagine we all seen the 20-footer where cars look a little rough um you know when you get up close but from 20 feet they're sharp so this one has that sort of patina it's got bubbling rust on it in a few places got a little rust here and there bubbles and some spots so i fixed the big ugly spots with the rust and it painted them white so it matches matte white so it matches the fade out paint on the body but uh, under the hood i've got a 572 inch you know big block dart motor trimic 6 speed with all kinds of brakes and suspension underneath it i plan on it being our family kind of cruiser so i just finished up the tunnel work on the transmission tunnel and uh i'm gonna start stabbing the engine transmissions here before long soon as i gotta figure out the rear end um because those x-frame cars are a little bit weird to me so i'm gonna figure that out but i'm looking forward to uh to getting that one rolling this summer before i start the the more long enduring uh 70 charger project but yeah it's uh it's cool man it looks a little like you said raw and you know sort of um well, what's the uh, what's the word? Um, it's got a little bit of toxic masculinity <laughs> going on uh, with it uh, on the outside. So yeah, it, it's, it's rough around the edges, um, but man, it's a six-speed Tremec. It's got god awful amounts of torque in an old school 572 big block Dart. Uh, the thing makes like 900, just just barking around. So it's uh it's gonna be a fun little cool family cruiser.
1: You know what, man? Uh, we've talked before. I, I... Such a fan of everything that's happened in hot rodding in the last twenty years, with things like you know rat rods just means you can and and cars and how many how many engine swaps and and radical different cars are showing up. Like now, you can just do whatever you want. You know, it's not the and I would say back in the old days, you had to show up with uh, you know a restored shiny little show car. Because uh, that's that's a, that's a great thing all in itself, right? Um, but just in the scene of just having fun with whatever you want to build, you kind of get the stamp of approval. You know, at least you get it from yeah. me. Whatever you're having fun with, I'm like giddy up. You know, yeah, and if man. you got a five forty or five whatever's in there with, you know, the six speed, I'm like Pfft, giddy up. It could be a crazy <laughs> yeah. Volvo
0: with some bolted on flares. You know, like. Yeah, man. <laughs> Giddy up. Uh-huh. Uh, enjoy it. That's why that's why we love what we do, man. Speaking of what we do, make sure you guys check out what we do. It's called Two Guys Garage. It's on the Motor Trend Network. Check your local listings. It's also available on Motor Trend Plus, which is our streaming format and the easiest way to find us. And I tell you, man, we're always doing cool stuff on the show. Uh, every once in a while, we get the opportunity on a rare occasion bring in one of our cars. Maybe that's going to happen this year. So we'll keep you posted on that. And I can't wait. One day soon, uh, his 65 will be in the shop. So make sure you guys follow us along when that day is going to happen because that's going to be an epic show. All right. Um, he's Kevin Bird. I'm Willie B, a producer, executive producer, Bob Ecker. Yeah, I think you said,
1: don't forget to check out our website too, twoguysgarage.com. We're on social everywhere, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at Two Guys Garage. And the Two Guys Garage podcast It's copyrighted, 2023 Brenton Productions Incorporated, all rights reserved. All right, man, what are you most excited uh, to get out of your shop and on the road, or somewhere, off-road, on-road, uh, for this spring-summer? So
0: what am I most excited? I'll be honest, um, hopefully I've been holding back on, here's another car, on my wide body uh, until I can get the interior done. So I think um, hopefully by the mid-summer time frame, I'll have enough, uh, I'll have enough scratch to... Uh, sticking my buddy's interior shop who just does an unbelievable job but you're gonna pay for it and let him do his thing i'm talking you know tucking everything really fi- the finest corinthian leather i could find um, but yeah it's uh it's gonna be really involved interior full console all the way back like those cars came with from the factory so as soon as that happens i get to bring that car out um i'm just you know, like your BMW, I'm a little scared to drive it because it's so sweet. I got so much work in it. I'm like, man, I'm a driver. So some of my other cars substitute, but I can't wait to get that one finished and actually bang some gears.
1: Yeah. It, it's tough because, uh, you know, you get a little cringy, but, uh, I drive the heck out of that M3, man. I, I just got to do it, man. I throw rocks at it and burnouts and track and whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, one day I'm going to regret it, but, uh, <laughs> right. One question though, on on that ride with the brand new interior, you're gonna let the kids eat French fries and crap in there?
0: No, no. <laughs> I- I'm not even letting the kids ride in it until they're like, you know,
1: twelve. <laughs> right. And well that's one thing I'm excited about. My kid just grew into the booster seat and that just makes him fit back there in that BMW so much easier. So I'm gonna start taking my little dude out to uh cars and coffee and cruises and stuff. So I'm yeah, excited about man. that. And then you know, we talked before uh, getting back into the dirt bike riding, so I got a Husky uh, Husqvarna 350 trail bike. Last year, got a couple rides in, and uh, got my uh, uh, hand protector, hand bars on, and a couple little doodads. So um, I'm ready to fire that dude up and hit some trails too. So hot riding and some trails, of course, a little wakeboard jumps. So
0: there you go, man. Uh-huh. All good things. We'll see you in the next two guys garage, you guys. Thanks for your time. Take care, guys.